Hey everyone, this is Corey with FCF Fit, and I have Coach Diego with me. Um, this is the latest edition of the Find Your Fit podcast, and we are going to um, delve into our training versus practice topic specific to the muscle-up. Uh, so, for all you folks that are chasing the almighty muscle-up, this is your episode. Sit back and enjoy as we drop some knowledge bombs on you guys. <laughs> so... Obviously, uh, if you listen to our Double Unders uh, podcast regarding training versus practice, you have an idea of what our definition of, definition of training versus practice is and when, you know, uh, if you're learning a new skill, when those should be applied and how they can be uh, maximized, right? So, uh, but for those of you that did not and you're going out of order, training versus practice, two different, completely, uh, two different environments completely. Uh, one, you're going to be able to probably make a connection with that movement, uh, the other, you're probably going to stay super frustrated. And if you don't know which one uh, is which, the practice environment is going to lend itself to you getting that skill probably a lot quicker versus the training environment. So that being said, I'm going to open up the floor to, to uh, Coach Diego, and we're going to start talking about the muscle-ups. Yeah. So um, if you listen to the last one, um, we talked a lot about uh, basic technique. I mean, I, I probably the only thing that, that kind of delved into the strength realm with the double unders was uh, the ability to jump up high enough on your, on your high singles. Everything else was pretty much technique, timing. Um, I related it to, you know, kind of playing music, how you can't muscle through it. Which is very true. If you've struggled with double unders, you know that you cannot muscle through them. You get frustrated, they get worse. Um, <laughs> if, if you've ever, if, if you have not thrown your jump rope across the room, uh, then you 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 will at some point. You will. You will. Um, muscle unders is a different animal because. Oh. What. Muscle unders. I'm sorry. Yes, sorry. Muscle ups is a different <laughs> is a is a different animal because of the fact that it's almost it's almost the inverse of that. And muscle unders is a different animal because it probably <laughs> hasn't been invented yet, right? If you can show me a muscle under, um, we'll give you I, a free I, shaker bottle. I will film it and show it to Froning. <laughs> um, yes, but uh, mu muscle ups is a is a different animal because it's 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 like the it's like the inverse. Where um, double unders, we really specify on technique and kind of staying calm. Um, I mean, you have to stay calm the whole time, but muscle ups really does take a base amount of strength. And uh, I would be willing to say that the discrepancy between the base amount of strength for a double under versus the base amount of strength of a muscle up is huge. They're, they're, they're way different. And... Um, Corey, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I mean, you're the you're the the gymnastics guy here. Um, how often do you see people attempt full muscle ups, whether it's kipping or strict, and people don't have at least the base pulling strength? Unfortunately, I've seen it far too often. You know, I think they see this bright shiny object of a muscle up being done, and whether it be in the gym that they go to, uh, 
in a competition that they might go to that they're either competing in or they're just there to support a fellow friend or athlete in the gym. Yeah. Or they've, you know, fallen into the trappings of ESPN watching the CrossFit games and, you know, seeing a very high level athlete just knock these out effortlessly. Yeah. And they think that because they're doing this program that they have the right to do that as well without doing without checking a lot of the prerequisite boxes. Yeah. To and your point, the foundational strength requirements. Yeah, the, the very basic foundational foundational strength requirements. And and if we're talking a muscle up, it's it's basically a pull into a push. So you gotta be able to do multiple chest to bar pull-ups, whether that is a kipping version or a strict version, true chest to bar pull-ups if you're doing it on a bar. If you're doing it on the rings, you got to get a ring to chest pull up, um, strict or not. I mean, we could go into a whole different topic about the false grip, but but if we're just talking basic pull push, you got to have a good sense of your pull ups, and you got to have a good sense of a deep dip. You know, I like to say a dip from a position where your your thumb is in your armpit. That's that's how deep it needs to be. We're not talking just 90 degree bend in your in your elbow we're talking elbows pointing up towards the sky you know chest sinking down towards your hands those are the two things that people need and unfortunately i feel like a lot of people try to achieve that in the very middle of a workout they're doing power cleans or doing box jumps maybe they're going for a run they're exhausted blood is you know, flowing through all other parts of their body except for in their arms and their shoulders where it needs to be. And this is a perfect spot where they should be practicing, you know, uh, super deep pull-ups and deep dips outside of their training because it's going to relate better. It's going to be really hard. Few people that I have known or seen actually get their first muscle up in a workout. It, it usually comes in practice and then they try to apply what they did in practice in training. What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, the, the ability to, well, first of all, just backing up a little bit and just reiterating the, the strength requirements that you touched on. You, you have to have, whether it be the bar or the rings, and we're, I think you're probably, you're, you're, you're probably leaning towards the, the dynamic version of a muscle-up versus a strict muscle-up. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. The, so the, let's, the let's CrossFit the, muscle-up. Yes, let's say the CrossFit muscle-up, not the gymnastics muscle-up. And, and then that, that could go, again, that, that goes a whole other variation where we could talk about. Also. Right, but yes, absolutely. So we're, talking, we're talking big kips, multiple chest-to-bar, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, the ability to be able to, to do the, the highest pull-up you can do, uh, obviously a, a chest-to-bar pull-up would be beneficial, and then the deepest dip that, you, that you've ever done, as you, you alluded to, with having that chest really deep, the elbows almost pointing straight up to the, to the ceiling, and being able to, to press out of that deficit once you catch the dip. You know, uh, you know it, would be, it would be great to be able to catch a muscle-up at 90 degrees or higher every time, obviously, in a perfect world, you know, who doesn't want that? Right. But there are very few people that can do that, and they're built completely different. Um, and they've you know, trained different. And they've trained differently. So, or, or, or let me rephrase that. 
they have practiced different. They have practiced differently. There you go. They practiced Good and then man. they applied it into training. Good man. Yeah. So yeah, th- those those um those are some definite key aspects of being able to perform an efficient and safe muscle up. You know, we get into the you know we see this a lot too the old at all cost muscle up right. And hey, when you get your first muscle up, dude, we're super stoked for you. Absolutely, man. Yeah. It's one of the coolest things to see your face when you get something that you've never done or never thought you'd ever do or you've looked up to somebody who's done that in the gym you're like, one day I'll do that and you get it the first time. The elation that is on that person's face, it can't be bought. You know, It's, it's second to none to see that and to, to witness it is one of the coolest things that I've been you know, able to participate in or, or see in the gym. Now, when you have the mentality of, hey, I got my first one, you tasted blood, your body kind of starts to to figure it out. When it starts to degrade to a point where it's that at all cost muscle up, yes. and you've got the nasty chicken wing going on, um, and you know it's like you're you're just you're just doing more harm than good at that point. I think you know um, that's when it's time to kind of back off and let's start looking at what is happening when your heart rate gets jacked in that training environment, in a class setting, and why when you can do a muscle up, for the most part, pretty safe and effective, does it go to crap in a class setting at X amount of reps, right? So how, let's talk about putting some bumpers in play, right? Yeah. In the bowling out, let's put some bumpers in place for that person <laughs> who can get two or three pretty, pretty squared away muscle ups in the beginning, but then those two to three just become the most horrendous looking acts of uh, body spasms that we've almost never seen to get on top of the bar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, whenever you've gotten something once, I can totally understand the factor of like, okay, I got it once, I'm going to do it again at all costs, no matter what it looks like. And then it goes back to what we talked about before, which was um, whatever you put in practice, that's your permanent. So if you're doing the all-cost at all costs muscle up and you got the nasty chicken wing and everybody's calling you like Colonel Sanders behind your back, you know, (laughs) probably not, but, um, you're probably not going to get any better. So, so let's back it up a minute. Let's say that, that somebody at all cost can get three. Okay. We're going to back this up the exact same way that we talked about the double unders, maybe get one, just do one. And then for your other two, get, you know, super low pulls of chest bar. Like get that bar as low as you can on your chest with as big of a kip so that you know that you're increasing your pulling strength. You got your one, take the win. You got your other two, back off. It doesn't matter if in the workout it was, it was you know, RX was five muscle ups. If that's going to put you out of a time zone outside of the stimulus training, it's not worth it for you. This is a chance to do a hybrid practice training. You practice smart. You put it in in, in a training uh, simulation and you get the best of both worlds. Because at this point, you can't do both. You, you just can't. What's going to happen is you're going to do your all cost. That's going to become your permanent Every muscle up you're going to do is going to be a fried chicken wing with a side of mashed potatoes and gravy. 
Mm. That doesn't sound so bad. Mm, it sounds delicious, actually, but it looks terrible. I'm really hungry now. <laughs> but, uh, but that would that would be my step back. My my step back suggestion: do one. Okay. If, if, if three is barely there, do one. Or you know, we just got those those low bars at the uh, at the at the gym. Do one where it's a full hang, full kip, and then move to the low bar to make sure that the movement looks good. Yeah. Going back to the practice makes practice makes permanent. Practice as much as you can so that practice is permanent. Period. Yeah. So and you and you you almost you, you basically took the words the next words out of my mouth in terms of when you said hey if you got three that you can do fresh and they squared away muscle ups, but as you fatigue heart rate goes up you're in that training environment, you know. And you're not getting you're not getting those wins anymore. Get that win. Get the one. Get the win always. And then regress it back to a movement that builds those movement patterns, those good movement patterns. Like maybe just a if you're on the bar, you're getting a a very you know virtuous kip swing, pulling the bar to the to the low sternum or to yes. the hips, right? So you're getting a you're you're reinforcing the good movement patterns. Always reinforcing the good. And not reinforcing bad ones at all cost. Exactly. Right? A, a, a bad movement is going to happen here and there. Right. No one's going to be perfect. But, you know, if if we're if instead of trying to walk the line of of let's let's say we drew a straight line on the ground and that straight line represented good movement all the time. If you were always straying one way and you were consistently doing bad movement in that direction, well, guess what? That's your bad movement. Now, if you if you teeter back and forth, back and forth on that line because you do one thing wrong and then another thing wrong, but you're always trying to center yourself, I will take the trying to center yourself any day over continuous bad movement all the time because the back and forth shows me that you're trying to make adjustments. Yeah. But yes, yes, no, yeah, like you're you're gonna you're gonna mess up. Any any pro athlete has a back and forth, you know. But if you're trying to go the straight line, that's where you're gonna see the success. And guess what? I mean, none of us are pro athletes. Um, we're just trying to be better, and a lot of us have our re- our own personal reasons to try to be better. Um, you know, I know mine, and I think you know a lot of people could benefit from just really thinking about hey. Why am I doing this? You know, what are the what's the real reason that I'm I'm, I'm partaking in a program, um, you know, a fitness program at all for that matter? But what what are the uh, what are the true reasons behind, you know, why you do what you do? And hey, you know, if it's to go to the games, great, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody should have lofty goals, but just keep in mind, as we discussed in our in one of our previous podcasts. That uh, you know, you need to do it smart, and you need to be doing it for the right reasons. And having the support system and the parameters in place are going to be a, even a bigger part of just your ability um, to get the work done. So that's pretty much what we have for this this episode of uh, training versus practice, with specific to muscle und- uh, muscle ups, muscle unders, muscle unders. Dad, Gum and Diego. Now we're going to be saying that. Everybody's going to be doing muscle. Dang unders. it. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to invent the muscle under move. We're going to see it in a, in a wad, uh, very soon. But anyhow, thanks for tuning in. If you guys have any questions, any of those movements that you're starting to get some sticking points on and you just can't seem to bust through, Hey, hit us up. 
You pick the movement, you pick the coach, we'll do the rest. 30-minute skill sessions, we got you covered. Boom. We'll see you in the gym soon.